Hi, this is Maurice LaMarche, and uh, that name will mean nothing to you, nor the sound of my voice, unless I become the brain from TV's Pinky in the Brain, or Calculon, the star of all my circuits from Futurama. Oh, uh, he is a bottle, so from Futurama. Puny human, this is Morbo the Newscaster. On tonight's news, you're listening to Still Toking With on the Dorkening Podcast Network. I will destroy you. Well, hello there. It's Wednesday. You all were expecting. Well, we all expe- yeah, I don't. I, Leo isn't here. I don't know where he. Oh no, actually, I do. Know You're not the monkey we were looking for. <laughs> but I am going to play the part of the monkey tonight behind the keyboard. So I am going to screw everything up. Woo! Everything. Grape nuts. Grape nuts. <laughs> hey, hey! Nobody asked you. See, look, already, the, see the camera already, it's already starting, it's already starting. No, I'm super psyched about tonight's show. Uh, I will say it's going to be kick-ass, and I'm just going to leave it there. Just going to leave it there. And uh, my partner in crime. Yo. And I'll come back to you for the announcement, because we have a special co-host with us tonight, too. Yes, we do. And, uh, and why don't we let our special co-host introduce our guest? Oh, we oh, could that. Do would that. be cool. We could totally. I think fuck that with would him. be cool. Yeah, you know, we messed should. up. But, but you know, happy Wednesday. Uh, I hope everybody had a fantastic Memorial Day weekend. I don't know where anybody else is out there, but up here in the Northeast, it was a fucking amazing. Up in Maine, eighty-five degrees Memorial Day weekend. Putting the docks in in fifty-four degree water. <laughs> Shriveled it. Okay. <laughs> On that note. Our special co-host tonight, Jar Jar. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Uh, now I'm scurrying to find an intro for our guest because I was not ready for that at all. But I- I'll-, I'll do my best. But uh, thanks for having me tonight. I appreciate it as always. Right, right. <laughs> oh, it's, should I go right into the guest? Um, you can do whatever you want to do. Except you, play can, with yeah. yourself. you can do whatever you want. Whatever little I want. Too much impre- <laughs> little. They emphasize the little there, Jeffrey. Yeah, little. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome everybody to the Still Toking. Deborah Twist with her new movie, Sapiosexual. Hi. I'm sorry if Sweet. I was more prepared, I would have uh, <laughs> had a better intro for you. I totally did that just to fuck with you, Jerry. I know. You, yeah. you guys know how much uh, research I do, and yet, like, you yep. know what? I should have been like, and here we have from uh, age six, a girl who made a witch puppet, and her teacher tried to dismiss her creative talents, Miss Deborah Twist. <laughs> see, I do crazy research about that. Yeah, you really do. My goodness. You see her eyes oh, light see? up. She's like, oh, there's another one I got to block on Facebook. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that oh, is. Okay. That's deep. Doll. That's going back to like five and a half years old. <laughs> yeah. Right? Oh, yep. you, start, you start young, huh? Oh, yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> so, what? There was no innuendos there. But I am curious about this witch doll. Now, now that it was brought up, I really I, I need to know about this. It was a witch puppet that, um, in, a puppet. yeah, in, in first grade, 
um, we had to create, we had to build puppets. And then the first grade teacher wrote a script for us to perform and I didn't like it. So, and my, my handwriting wasn't that good yet because I was only in first grade. So I asked my mom to help me rewrite the script. <laughs> and we really pissed off the teacher really badly. <laughs> but I should have known, I should have known then what my future was gonna be, that I was already right, right. writing the script for my, my teacher in first grade, telling her it wasn't sufficient. <laughs> now, um, was, it, was it a sock puppet? No, it was a really, it was a really cool puppet. It, um, it was paper mache. And, oh, um, okay. and then the hands were made out of um, the short popsicle sticks. So you put your hand in and you're like, that kind of thing. Yeah. I'm not going to touch that. I'm going to be nice for right now. Yes, you should. Just remember, I control the buttons tonight and I can mute. Yeah, I know. Anything. I know. I know. So. Wow. I mean, you've done a ton of stuff. A yeah, a ton. Like, and uh, we could do the whole show just by listing all of her credits, you know. Right, that, right. That'd be that'd be a good way to pass an hour. <laughs> It'd be a fast way to pass an hour. <laughs> but we are here to talk about your newest film that you wrote, produced, and acted in, correct? Yes. Called Sapiosexual. Yep. Can did I pronounce that right? Yeah, completely. Excellent. Look at that. I didn't screw it up, Jeff. No. Do you know um, what a sapiosexual well, now, now, if is? I, if, I, if I read that correctly, if I read what I was reading correctly, the original title was just Sapio, correct? Yes. But then um, my distributor, who's also the executive producer, said, you know, I think we should put the whole word sapiosexual. And I said, well, is that going to help? Is that going to hurt us, though, in, you know, actually getting it on streaming platforms? Because I don't know if you're allowed to say sexual <laughs> so um right exactly kelly roy it's like it's mm -hmm. love of intelligence it's uh, a passion um you know a, an, a sexual attraction to people because of intellectual stimulation and i had heard about it years ago and i just always loved that concept and mm. you know um that's how the whole thing was actually born from hearing the word Okay. I mean, I, you know, I watched the movie today and uh, I'm going to say that, you know, at the very beginning, I was quite confused. Easily done. You know, yeah, well, yeah, that is easily done. There's a <laughs> lot of stuff thrown at the beginning of that film that you don't understand what the hell's going on until much later. Yeah. Which I thought was, you know, really, really cool. Cool. You know I mean, um, a thriller. Yeah a different kind of a thriller from what I'm used to as far as a thriller goes, because it's more of a, to me, it was a, it's, it's more of a, a psychosomatic kind of a thriller. Yeah. Psychological. Yeah. It's supposed to like be the kind of thing that makes you, I mean, just like the title sapiosexual, it's supposed to make you think and really like, you know, go deep into what is going on here and, and, you know, examining what the character's real motives are and all of that kind of thing. See, but you I, have I was... to think. I was going to say, I mean, <laughs> so, you know, attracted to yeah. intelligent people, she is definitely on the wrong show. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> wrong show. Wrong I was going to say, wrong show for that. So, <laughs> no, actually, gonna... that's not true. We're all highly intelligent in our own right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I right. get that. 
Sure. Now, I can't I can't even fix my damn camera. Did Go you ahead. do the casting for the movie as well? Yes. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, it, it, I had a casting director help me find um the guy who played Dave. Um Freddie. I mean the guy that played and his name's Dave William Dave Edwin Williams and he played Freddie. Um the casting director helped find him because I couldn't find anyone that was just right on my own by far. So my casting director, Donna McKenna, she Well, it actually seemed like you guys known each other, so I guess you did well. She did very well. And he was mm. he's amazing. He's a fantastic actor. So and you know, the way I work, we get we get very comfortable very quickly on my mm -hmm. sets all of us because you know so many of the people that are behind the scenes have worked together for many many years so you know it's this environment where everybody's just comfortable and laughing and having a good time so That's it good. worked out well yeah hmm. is anybody I mean, I, playing, I, playing practical jokes on set actually this is kind of too deep of a movie so i guess it's not that much well, we didn't have time for any kind of practical jokes. Um, I guess the, the biggest practical joke is me upon them when um, in order to prepare for the the sex scene, I bought um, these beige, well, skin colored Teletubby suits. And so we were all like in these one piece uh, outfits that were from neck down to toes. And um, we did all kinds of maneuvering around and pretending and all that kind of stuff. We filmed it. But um, then I saw like on camera, you could see the suits. And Where's I that, that footage? I always oh, it's really <laughs> I'll show you it's that. Got, the got it. Yeah, that's <laughs> tough. Like, like, hey guys, uh, remember that movie we were in together? And I got this <laughs> other movie we're doing. And if you don't do it, I got the Teletubby footage. <laughs> it's really funny. It's so, it's so silly. But um, it made us all really comfortable. And then when everybody looked at the footage, you know, we all said, okay, forget it. Just like get rid of the suits. It's fine. I mean, we, and it was good because it gave us like time to get comfortable just being physical with each other and then realize just how stupid it looked on camera and that there was no way around it. So it was like, okay, just take off the suits. Let's go, whatever, who cares? You know, we're already laughing. Let's just keep laughing and filming. How, how, you know, how long was filming? Five days. Five days. Wow. Oh, nice. Wow. Okay. Two camera right. setups, sometimes three. And um, uh, I mean, this is why I wanted to go back to the Dogma 95 style of filmmaking, mm -hmm. which was all about, it's all about like, you know, you shoot digital and not like the red or Panavision or anything crazy that's going to require film, um, like 35 millimeter film kind of setups for lighting, but actual like, you know, use candle light, use practical light and just mm -hmm. go, 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 go. And um, because we had cross coverage all the time with the cameras, it was possible to do improvisation without any effort because we mm -hmm. knew we were covered on reactions and everything. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I've, I've never been after watching a movie and I've watched a lot of movies. I've never been left erotically confused in my life. <laughs> that's the best way that I can put it. I mean, that's, uh, I guess very, that's good. I don't know. Right. You know, well, you made the movie. So what did you want to try and get people to feel? I wanted, to I wanted people to feel like this whole concept of this Me Too movement, there might be a darker side to it. 
that's what I really wanted to convey. And, that's and that was like, there. That was definitely yeah. there. And my the main character, you know, I lived through the 90s and the film world of the 90s and, you know, had people that wanted to give me a million dollars if, you know, I did things. And I very easily just laughed in their faces and turned them down. It was like, what the guy? If I would have been a millionaire. <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't realize that that was actually the transaction until the Me Too movement came out. And I was like, oh, I was supposed to like suck their dicks and fuck these guys? Shit, I could have been A-list. But I won't. Yeah. Jeremy, like, Jeremy does that for 20 bucks. 20 bucks. <laughs> but hey, I, I, and a meal. <laughs> McDonald's dollar menu. Well, you know. <laughs> Don't want to but like, I just realized like, what was going on. And I right. thought, damn, like, you know, all those op opportunities and, and that went nowhere in the 90s. Now I understand why. You know, and there mm -hmm. was, I, I, am, I feel great within my skin. You know, I did mm. nothing that I regret. But. You know, I, I think back and I'm like, well, would I have done that if I realized that really there was a million dollars on the line? Maybe I would have. I wouldn't have complained about it after the fact. <laughs> but, I mean, you know what I mean? True, true. So yeah. I do have the, um, the trailer mm. if you'd like to show it. Yes, please show it. I would love people to see it. All right. So would you like to bring it in? You do it. This All is right. your show. Yeah, goddamn it, right. then do something. So we have the trailer here for Sapiosexual, which is now out, right? Yeah, it's, it on, now it's on Prime and on iTunes. Okay, so there you go. Here's the trailer. Massive storm tonight. So why Sapio? It's about sapiosexual. People are attracted to each other from intellectual stimulation. I am really thrilled about having you two here today. How long have you two been? Three years, give or take. I think two men together is really exciting. How about two women together? I find many things enticing. What stops you? Who says I stop myself? Sex and creativity. They go hand in hand. Me years to get over it. It's always been about both parties, what both parties want. Running all kinds of interesting things about you tonight. Stick around. The best is yet to come. Kiss her. Kiss her. You know what you were getting into when we started. Play it again later in case you miss some of it. <laughs> wow. So, now, I, I found that to be a film that you really had to pay attention to. Because if you didn't, you missed key elements that would kind of fuck you up later on. Yeah. Definitely. You know? Because I, I, I had to rewind because I would miss something and be like, what did I miss here? Because the transitions were... Um, 
quick but vague mm -hmm. in, in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? There was a lot of hidden innuendos going on. And, um, you know, so I rewound quite a bit just to try and understand exactly what was. And then when the movie ended, I was like, I had no fucking idea what the fuck was going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, but that's the thing. Like, you know, everyone. Uh... I, I did like the ending. The ending was great, which we won't give away, but it, it was it, it definitely unexpected. Cool. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad you got that because that was really critical to me that, you know, I want people to have that moment where they check themselves at the end and they realize what really is going on here. Yeah. And that's like what I we'll said, call it. Checking yourself. Right. right. Yeah, okay. Checking yourself uh, at the end. Yes. Yes. You know, it, like I said, at the beginning, there was a lot of those little things that were brought to light that you don't understand. And then it was at the very end where everything got tied together. And it was just beautifully done. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Bravo. And you can I love it when grown-ups get me. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can find out all about our amazing guest, her movies, all her movies that she's done, uh, in the show notes up above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. See, I had to do that for Leo, because Leo usually does that for us. Yeah. Uh, That's why I'm here. <laughs> Yeah, well, no, actually, you're here to take my place so I can take Leo's place. That's oh, okay. why I'm do That's why you see me doing a lot of this, <laughs> right, Deborah? And you wonder why I'm fucking confused. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ben. <laughs> All right, so, uh, no. as as Ben was saying, though, you, you've done a, a quite a bit of Ooh. different roles in diver diverse roles throughout your career. Do you have any really favorite things that you've done? Like, I, I know you've worked with like people like Eric Roberts and, and well, so many different people throughout. Anything that really sticks out that you're always telling stories about, like to the kids being like, you know, this one time on this set, and they're like, yeah, mom, we know you've told us like 27 times. No, I mean, oh, blackout, somebody called. So, yes. Hello. It's so ridiculous. I hate I hate that. Um, no, there's nothing actually I love each thing that I do and each thing is individual. And and the one thing that I vow to never do is to like harp on one thing that I've done. I mean, you know, I know people that made movies like there's this one guy who made um Bless His Poor Heart, who made a movie twenty years ago for twenty thousand dollars and never did another movie after that. He still works in production and everything. But like this poor guy, that's all he ever talks about. Like every conversation goes back uh. to this movie. And like, I don't, I don't like to even bring up, like I don't bring up other movies that I've made. I come up, I like to talk about other ideas I have or other films that I like that are cool or like TV shows I'm watching that I'm like obsessed with, that kind of thing. But I don't know, I, I don't like to really, um, you know, in, in normal, polite conversation, I don't uh, talk about myself and my career much because, you know, to me, it could no. always be better. So if why have done that? What's next? Well, but I, 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 I want to do more and I want to do better and mm -hmm. I want to do bigger, you know, right. over and over. Like everything, everything should build upon the last one and become better. And so I don't, I just, I can't like, look back at anything and be like oh that one was really great because like i see things that i would change 
So, you know, right now, my favorite thing is sapiosexual. And then when I film Broken at the end of the summer, that'll be my favorite. <laughs> and then nice. when I film Release, that'll be my okay. favorite. Yeah, I just, I mean, it's just the way my brain works. Maybe, maybe there's like, you know, some kind of mental issue here that it's like, you know, only what's it right in front of me is what's most important. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I move on and it's like, okay, now it's here. Well, that's a real healthy way to, to look at it. Yeah. Well, yeah, what's done is done. You got to move on. You can't right. hop on that. Um, I have an opposite question to what he just asked. Uh, is there a role or a film that you've been in that you wish you didn't do? Ooh. Ooh. Mm. Let me think about that. As the No. <laughs> no, because no. everything, even like, okay, there's this one, the first one that came up, the guy who wrote it and, and was the producer was the biggest piece of shit I've ever met in my life. This guy, like, he was such a narcissistic asshole. And no matter what <laughs> I did, he was like, no, I want you to be uglier and I want you to be like gross and all this other stuff. And, and I, I kept working on the job because I wanted to protect that character. I felt bad for her. <laughs> then I was like, I felt like, you know, I needed to protect the way this character would be portrayed because I felt like this guy was going to destroy this person, even though she didn't exist. She only existed in my imagination. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in some ways one would think, oh, well, do I wish I'd never done that? But I don't, I, because it, everything I've ever done has led to something else. Like it, it, I learn something. I mm-hmm. I take something away that makes me more of who I really am. It exposes other parts of me, other strengths, other places. I think it's really a, a fascinating process. And this is the thing I love. Like I'm a believer in reincarnation. And the thing that I really love about acting and filmmaking is like whatever project I'm on, whatever I'm doing, it's it's kind of the same as like okay so right now I'm being Deborah Twist and everything in my focus is about being Deborah Twist, but then like when this life is over I'm gonna be like you know, Candy Apple Sunshine with Morgan Brooklyn <laughs> or whatever I don't know who, <laughs> and you know and I'm not I might have memories of being Deborah and things that happen but all my focus is gonna be on being Candy Apple Sunshine, you know what I mean mm. so. I think everything, you know, and I'm not going to look back at things that happen in this life and be like, ooh, well, that was really stupid. I'm not going to do that again. It'll be an intuitive thing that's like in my soul about things that I learned. I'll make sure to, you know, <laughs> try to not make those same mistakes, I hope. I don't know. Let's see if karma works no. and that kind of okay. thing. But, um, and I think it's the same thing. And it's kind of like this microcosm, macrocosm type of thinking. You know what I mean? Like as above, so below and all of that stuff where you know, um, being able to work on films within a lifetime shows us what the bigger picture is in our grander right. soul life. Because I think we're just meat suits. And this, you mm. know, the, the meat suits are the avatars that we use so that we can play on this 3D playing field called Earth and, and you know, reality. But, you know, I we're like just, we're, we, yeah, I mean, think about it. Well, I, I, so I've always more. thought of, we're energy and energy can't be destroyed therefore when energy is displaced where does it go so i i don't have a real belief system or anything like that but like uh energy is what we are so 
It has to I know, be I know some. Uh, I'll reach out afterwards because I know some books that you should read all about reincarnation and going back into mm. your past lives. I When I first moved to New York, Something I, I wouldn't have uh, thought of you, Jeff. My uncle wrote them. They're awesome. Oh, yeah. no kidding. Really? Yeah. That is yeah. so cool, Jeff. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. I totally want to take a look at these things because I've been a believer since I was born. I mean, I remember the delivery room that I was born in and oh, no I remember sure. thoughts no, I no. had when no. I realized like I had this like, you know, heavy torso and these short little arms and legs and I was frustrated because I couldn't like move much and and yeah, no. but anyway, I'm really no. I'm fascinated by all that kind of stuff and but that's um, getting back to the original question about anything that I regret. I have no regrets. I make sure that in my life I have I'm, no regrets. I'm amazed you remembered the original question because I had no idea where we were going from with all of that. I was like, what was that all about? <laughs> right, right. It's my job to bring it back. <laughs> that's fantastic. Well, yeah. actually, I, I, I understand actress or maybe being a director or maybe being a writer how did you figure is it really the best way to get yourself into roles by the you know you're like hey i'll i'll write the movie and i'll i'll direct the movie and therefore i have movies to be in um or is it really just your passion this is my passion and it started unfortunately or fortunately i don't know it's like i said no regrets in third grade (laughs) there was a Mm. um uh my art teacher came into the classroom and said that there was going to be a spring ensemble performance and if anybody wanted to write a skit or something like that they would be looking at scripts and everything and i immediately had this great idea about time travel so I went home and I told my dad and I said, daddy, I need to like learn how to write a script like right away. And so he set me up with this um, electric um, typewriter and lots of like uh, whiteout because it was not, you know, <laughs> it was not computers. And I wrote a 60 page screenplay or actually it was a theater piece um, about time travel. And I gave it to the people um, at my school. And they went through the whole thing. They loved it so much. They wanted to build the whole spring ensemble performance around this one hour play. And so they asked me, you know, as any smart people would do, if they could have the rights. And I said, well, yes, you can, as long as I play the lead. <laughs> and so, so it's, this goes way back. <laughs> You know, and the first taste of it it. was when I was five and I had my mom help me rewrite this teacher's horrible script. (laughs) It's like, this is, when I was three, I stood in front of a TV and I I saw how much fun these people were having inside of it. I turned to my parents and I said, one day I'm going to be in there playing with those people. My parents were like, oh, the only way you can do that is if you're an actress. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) There's a goal, right? So the job that it was going to be if it wasn't acting, directing, and so forth, everything else in in the media world, you were going to be a plastic surgeon. Yes. When I, around the time, it was like right after I wrote that script and we did the spring performance, um, there was this, um, my mom got Good Housekeeping magazine, and there was a story about this little girl whose house had caught on fire and she was stuck in a bedroom. And her whole face melted. She lost all her fingers. She was burned. And 
And they said that um, she would have to go through plastic surgery for, you know, 10, 15 years. And um, I had heard stories about how my grandfather had been a plastic surgeon and did all these crazy, amazing things. Like at this naval hospital in Texas, he was the first person to ever reattach a thumb. So oh, I was, I was wow. really excited mm -hmm. and inspired by that kind of stuff. And I've always been fascinated. Sorry, my blind cat needs me. Um, I was always fascinated <laughs> by um, medicine and, and the way the human body works. And I was, I really, at that point, I was like, wow, I really love storytelling and I love this whole concept of acting and making movies, but I could really help a lot of people if I were a plastic surgeon for burn victims. Mm -hmm. And I mean, even now, like I, I follow all these different people that have had like crazy accidents and things like that. And uh, I, I, I wish so much there was like, I can split my personality and have like part of me be, you know, this like, genius surgeon that can reattach limbs and you know do limb transplants and face transplants and cool stuff like that but but no i'm a filmmaker <laughs> so how come how come you haven't written a script about a psychoplastic surgeon or something Ooh, there you go i have a couple of ideas um but more importantly i've got ideas um that have to do with um genetic engineering and aliens and that kind of stuff. Because mm. like, if I'm gonna go, if I'm gonna go toward medicine and science, I'm gonna go all out and really explore like these other crazy things. The, um, okay. that the conspiracy I'm all for the alien me. idea. Right. right. Oh, I love, I, I love that stuff. I, I, you can't even tell you how much that stuff like gets me excited. It's just amazing. That's like, that's you guys watch on. the X-Files? I was obsessed. I love the X-Files. Oh, of course. Oh, yes. I mean, like, even <laughs> David Duchovny, like, Julianne Anderson. Oh, yeah. Uh, but even yep. after they left, I, I still loved it. Like, I was like, okay, I'll take this. Like, just give me the stories. Give me the stories. Like, Chris Carter, I think, is a freaking genius. Did you guys ever have him on? Did you ever meet him? No. I wish. Sadly. Oh, if you ever do, please tell me, because like to me, like, and what is he doing? Well, he's probably just like living off, you know, all the residuals. But <laughs> he's living off the residuals of us buying all those DVDs because I bought yeah, every right. friggin' no. season. And, and when the movie came out, I was like, I gotta see this. I get, my wife was like, so and I'm like, you, you don't know. The aliens came down, gave him a congratulations, and he's living with them now. Yeah, right, right, right. right. Or, he's, or like, he's like, I'm out of here. This that? world is nuts. What was that? What's that one? You guys watch Ancient Aliens ever? Sometimes. I've watched, I've yeah. watched a little bit. I wish bit Leo was on. Leo watches all that stuff. Yeah, Leo's uh, really into, uh, what's it, Skinwalker Ranch right now? Yeah. Yes. Oh, man. I was watching that for a while, but man, oh, that's so cool. Oh, see, he would have been sitting here, been like, oh my God, somebody finally to talk about with. Yeah, no, I'd love to right. meet Leo sometime and just talk aliens. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that'd be Absolutely. great. Absolutely. Uh, actually, but, so, oh, so, so, actually, so do you have a me, do you have a tinfoil hat? I don't need one. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. I like that. But I, I so, mean, seriously, like that stuff. I am an ultimate. I am the truest form of '90s nerd you could possibly well, ever want. I oh, I have, I have Mulder and Scully dolls. Wait a second. Wait. No. Oh my God, she's a nerd, nerd. I right. like this. She fits right in. Ah! 
Oh my god, that's that fantastic. is fantastic. That's that is awesome. What else do you collect? I have, <laughs> I have Alien. I also have um, I have Negan, and um, and like different guys from um, uh, The Walking Dead. Um, I have all my Star Wars people still. The Millennium Falcon. My my um. <laughs> yeah, I really. Yep, this show I just really... went down the nerd gutter, folks. <laughs> Sorry. No. Yeah. Deal with it. Let's like, hang my, out, Debra. I know, right? We're <laughs> like, uh, in Jersey. That's not far. I mean, I, I was expecting well, you to jump out of your chair, Jeremy, and get the what was it? The Millennium Falcon. Uh, my Millennium won? Falcon that I I built it. Uh, I know it's, it's kind of heavy. Built it? Hold on, yeah. Hold on a second. Oh my gosh, this is so oh, yeah. cool. <laughs> Scully wants oh. to go on the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> Look at he's got pants on, folks. Yeah, <laughs> he lied. Oh wow! Oh my, my goodness! That is, that is a Lego. Is... Yeah. <laughs> that is gorgeous. And I thought that That's was a, a Lego, big backdrop. Man. Wow! I'm gonna drop that one day. It's just gonna shatter and go everywhere. I know it. That is Legos. <laughs> yeah! 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 Holy moly! That is. Crazy. I, I want it. I won it uh, in a trivia contest for Star Wars at a Comic Con last year. I am straight up nerd. <laughs> yep. Cool. <laughs> I love it. <clears throat> so, anyways, back right, to right. the interview. Back to the um, interview. <laughs> I, I can go to the supernatural stuff. To, uh, your, your movie there, Cry From Within, is actually based on real life experiences you and your family had. The thing that I found really cool was um, you guys actually tried to make the ghost come with you when you moved. And yeah. that's a really interesting thing. Uh, have you actually gone back to the house? Because I, I know most of the story. So, oh, what, yeah. What, yeah, you tell this story. I'm going to sit back. And well, and, and the great thing is, like, um, A Cry From Within, I recut it and I put back in 20 minutes of footage that originally we had to take out because they thought it made my character look unsympathetic that she was having this affair but mm. i'm like no that's the character and that's the reason like they this is a these are people that are having a fractured marriage they're like you know they reunite as they move out of the city so but in the real life version um it was me my husband my kids we were living in his parents brownstone and um we were having these these crazy experiences with this ghost that lived in the house and um i mean it was so bad my daughter um she was only about one and a half or two at the time um she would see this thing and then all of a sudden freeze and like just start like hyperventilating and she'd want to get inside my shirt and hide and she would just be like <laughs> and and uh finally um my son told me it's because of the bad boy mommy Sydney sees the bad boy and it scares her. And then afterward, like years later, my daughter told me because we slept, we had a family bed. We had two king size beds that we put together. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, uh, my daughter would sleep next to me. Oh my gosh. My cat just like cut open my leg. Um, excuse me. I like the blood. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so, um, the, Are you uh, okay? She's like yeah, the coolest yeah, chick we've ever had on, guys. Right? <laughs> She's like, oh, I'm, I'm bleeding. It's all good. Don't worry. 
Sorry. Are you watching Yellow Jackets, by the way, after we'll get back to your story? No, no. <laughs> uh, the 90s stuff. Yeah, the 90s oh. stuff. You would love it. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. So anyway, this this thing um, would sit, would, would perch on the pillow between me and my daughter at night and, and just like look at us. And my daughter said it would just sit there and be like, and, um, the, but I thought to myself, there's so much more to the story. I'm not going to get into it all though, because we could spend an hour just on that. Um, but I wanted to, I thought, okay, well maybe this, this spirit needs its story told. And I got in meditation downloads of what it was. And then I thought, you know what, this is probably wrong. This probably wasn't like, you know, a kid that died in this house. I'm just going to let this go. This is stupid. And that night after I, I, the kids were asleep, my husband was asleep. I closed the um, doors to my computer cabinet and I went to bed and this was the parlor floor of a brownstone. And there was uh, a chair way up in the front of the house. So it's like 40 feet between like where the back of the house is in the front. And I lay in the bed. And I'm laying there thinking about how, yeah, there's this, this is stupid. I'm not going to do this script. I, I think it's like wrong. And I'm embellishing things probably. These aren't downloads. This is just my fantasy. I hear someone slip off the chair and these little feet come walking all the way across the 40 feet, stands on the side of the bed and is just standing there looking at me and my daughter. And it's somebody short because I can feel the breath and I can hear it breathing. And I'm just terrified to open my eyes. And at that moment, I was like, okay, I'm sorry. I know you're real. I'll tell your story. I'll tell your story. I promise. I'll tell your story. And then it disappeared. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I got to do it. So we did it. And then um, a lot of other things happened. And when we, my mother-in-law decided she was going to sell the brownstone. And when we sold, when the house was sold, um, I stood in the parlor floor and his name was Sebastian. And I asked him if he would come with us. And I said, you know, I want you to know that I'm not abandoning you. We love you. We know that you are, you know, had a horrible life, but you know, you are part of our life now and you're part of our family. And if you want to come, you're more than welcome to come. But he didn't. Did you give him an empty suitcase to get in? No, we just said he could come. But the crazy thing is the people that bought the house were from India. And um, the night before we moved out, they wanted to come and they had this bowl uh, that they needed to put in. A oh, another phone call. Yep, another phone call. Yep. She'll be right back. She'll be right back, folks. But while we wait. And the, uh, the bowl. <laughs> the bowl had a special... Um, uh, like herbs and everything in it. And, and the woman said to me, this is to absorb any spirits that might be left over. And I was like, ah, like you can't put him in the bowl. <laughs> like, I but I was like, what if he doesn't, what if, you know, and that's when I said to him, if he wants to come with me, like he could choose, he could get in the bowl or he could come with me. Hopefully he just like, you know, found somewhere in the backyard to hang out or something. I don't know, but we never heard from him again. Right. Well, that's because he ended up a bowl of soup. I mean, really? I Come on, man! Don't drink it. <laughs> Don't drink the soup. <laughs> so, so you're. It, it sounds obvious, you know, that you're into the the paranormal and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So now I asked. I can't remember who I asked this question to, but 
What is the difference between a spirit and a ghost? I don't think there's a difference. I think it's just different terminology. Um, actually, his answer, and I can't, do you remember who that was, Ben? Um, yeah, actually, I do. It was, um, 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 no, I don't. Oh, Rick McCollum. <laughs> Rick. It was Rick McCollum. Oh, it was? Yeah. He's a paranormal uh, investigator with Kane Hodder. Oh, cool. Oh, yes. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. And he did have a definition for each. Apparently, there is a difference. I didn't think there was a difference. Huh. You know what I mean? Um, and I don't I'm probably not going to get it right, but no, um, a ghost, I'm going to, I'm just going to, I'll probably, he, he's going to contact me and say, you fucked that all up. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think, I think he said that a ghost is some, uh, somebody that passed that has unfinished business hmm. and a spirit is somebody that passed that can't leave. So they are the same thing, just different. <laughs> well, there, there's a, 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 a ghost could leave, but it feels like it hasn't finished its business here on hmm. our plane, where a spirit is trapped. See, I think I've got a different philosophy about that stuff. I don't think anything gets trapped. I think um, there's there's a maybe a connection to a place or something. I, I don't think that spirits actually get trapped. I think they like to revisit places where something maybe great or tragic or like something extreme happened. In in like uh, in Sebastian, A Cry From Within, um, one of the things that I say is, you know, it's kind of like that smell um, or that feeling. Like you yep. walk into a room after an argument and even if the people have stopped arguing, you feel that feeling. It's yep. there. Mm -hmm. It's like it changes the energy. And I think that's what that's what ghosts and spirits are. They're attracted to the energy that's lingering from something crazy that happened in the location. And mm -hmm. it could be extremely good or extremely bad, but rarely in the middle. See. That's, okay. I, mean, I mean, that's just my, I mean, my take on it all. I have no training in any of this or you know let's right, put all the right, disclaimers right. up there <laughs> you know, I mean, See, when i'm just I gonna go, hang, I around. hang around for a while yep i get some people that need some shit oh yeah yeah i'm just gonna i am gonna fuck with everybody <laughs> i am totally gonna fuck with everybody you're gonna be like where's my car keys how they end up in the underwear drawer <laughs> i just want to make sure they don't sell my collection <laughs> oh no Bury oh no with me no. jeremy will be in there Taking the Millennium Falcon, flying it around the room for people. Oh, That'd yeah. be cool. So, um, now Sebastian is out. Yes, that's on Tubi. That is and on Sebastian, Tubi. The, the full director's cut of A Cry From Within is on Tubi right now. And um, it's me, Eric Roberts, Kathy Moriarty, uh, Tom Pelfrey, who's in mm -hmm. Love and Death on HBO, a ton of other stuff. Um, it's just a great cast. I don't know if you guys know James McCaffrey. Um, he's been in a lot of things. He I know the name. Sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. you you'd recognize him if you saw oh, yeah. him. Um, but a lot of good people. Really, it was it was a great experience. And then same casting director Donna McKenna. Oh no, Kim. Very cool. Very cool. <clears throat> nice. 
So wow. that brings us to Crazy Town. Ah, <laughs> you like how I did that, right? All yeah. this just brought us to crazy town, folks. I'm just saying, it's just not something. I thought we were already there. Oh, we are, but we're going to revisit. We it. all live in crazy town. <laughs> tell, tell us a little bit about crazy town. Crazy town is a, a film, as a TV show or streaming show. It's uh, seven episodes, thirty minutes each, a whole first season, um, and it's based on the experiences that I had dancing in strip clubs in the '90s. And that's how I, I mean, I, get, I came to New York to be an actress and I studied at NYU, started waitressing, was a nanny, you know, left those jobs because I would get cast in plays. And then, you know, it, everyone thinks, oh, being a waitress is easy if you're like uh, an actor. Hmm. No, it's not, because usually hmm. the people in New York that run restaurants are failed actors. So if you get cast in something, they're really pissed off and they fire you. Because it's like, well, how dare you pursue your dream? You're supposed to be dreaming of being a better server. So um, <laughs> I was like, okay, well, what am I going to do? It's the middle of summer. I need to work. I need to make money. I need something that's going to give me flexibility without any bullshit. And so I went and auditioned mm -hmm. to work as a dancer. And I started doing it. I was only supposed to do it for like a year or two. But then I got involved with this guy who was like, oh, well, I need you to pay the bills so I can write the next great American screenplay and be called a director and blah, blah. Anyway, so <laughs> I made that whole experience. And that worked? Show. Well, yeah. believe me, I, I freaking left the first second I could. Um, mm. But I made the whole thing into this show, Crazy Town, which is, you know, I'd seen so many things over the years of, of like um, male directed or written things about strip clubs and I every time I roll my eyes I'm like that's not what it is this is like a male fantasy of what's really going on so you know I, I had this thing that I started writing in 99 and so finally I was like you know what screw it I'm gonna do it I'm just gonna do it and I'd been uh doing a lot of um directing and producing of uh these corporate videos so I had the financing it was my own and so I said, come on, let's do it. Let's just get the cast done and get in there. And and so we did it very much like um, the show Barry, where it's this dark comedy. There's some dramatic moments, too. Um, there's like, you know, I, I talk about um, the, the Russian um, trafficking <laughs> that happened. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I saw it firsthand. Um, mm -hmm. I saw girls who were undercover FBI working in the strip clubs and there were people who had been to jail for uh, credit card fraud working for the mafia, you know, all and all of that stuff is in crazy town. Um, oh. Girls that were straight that became bi that then became lesbian girls that were lesbian that became bi that then like turned straight. <laughs> it, was like, it was everything, everything you could possibly imagine. Um, there was this one woman who was an ex-child uh, movie star from the 1950s who had gotten all this plastic surgery in South America and was trying to pull herself off as being like 35 years old. Everybody knew she was probably 65. <laughs> and she, this chick made like $1,500 a night because she had all these no older, shit. older men that would come in and she would do crossword puzzles with them and, and read with them. And I mean, but that is what the show's about. It's about what really goes on mm. in the strip clubs and what the, you know, what was really happening in the dressing See, room. And it's so I, fun. I it's tried to tell my ex that it was all crossword puzzles and reading. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I've never stepped foot in a strip club in my life. Never once, Of course Jeff. you haven't, nope. Jeff. 
No, not once. Wow. No, I've known, I've known him going on 38 years, and I've never seen him step foot in a, in a strip club. Wow. Nope. Cool. I have been in about 20 years, but... <laughs> but I, I mean, I'm sure behind one of those doors, he's got a stack of porn. But... Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't need that anymore today. No, my, um, uh, my groomsman party... Before I got married, we went bowling. I mean, that's how exciting I was. Wow. <laughs> At least I played with party. Balls. It wasn't even called a bachelor's party. It was a groomsman party. This groomsman party. That's so funny. Hello, Chops. Now, now, is Crazy Town out? Or? It's coming out in a few weeks. There's actually uh, an issue with sound in episode three that I have to fix. And, and I... I have to find the drive and then fix it, but then it's deliverable. So Breaking Glass is also putting that out through um, nice. probably Tubi or something. That's where okay, I think it would nice. do best. Nice, nice. I don't so. want to go to Amazon or something where people have to like pay. I think right. Tubi is a great place for it. And I mean, they're, you know, half hour episodes. So one break in between, you're good. Right, right. Yeah. We'll talk more off screen because we know... Um, a few people with their own streaming services that are free for independence oh, cool. for independence. Yeah. It was, it was specifically designed for independent um, films, not content. just films, but uh, independent content. Help me. Thank you. Content. Cool. That was the word. See, I was drawing a blank. <laughs> Somebody just went not unusual. Hey, you're still not number one. Unusual. <laughs> So, wow. um, but yeah, awesome. Now, what was what was the funnest film you ever worked on? Actually, I worked on Tom Six's movie, um, The Onania Club. What, you, Tom Six. <laughs> Hold on, how do you say it? The, the Onania Club. The Onania. Guys were trying to say it before Dude, you came on earlier. I saw that trailer. Today. Oh, no, that movie, we had such a good time. I mean, and it was so much hey, fun. Legit. I bet. Oh my god. <laughs> we, I, I mean, I showed up. All I had to do was act. It was so much fun. So much fun. And the, the, the camaraderie I had with the other women. And Tom Six is fantastic. He's so funny. I mean, we just had such a great time. It was fantastic. And actually, it's so funny because I, I love, I really enjoy like European directors um the other film that i had a really fabulous time on was something that just got shot last october called art of diversion where i play a lesbian fbi agent and it's really intense it's uh, like this erotic thriller and that was a lot of fun just because i love my i love my italian director gabriel altavelli and and antonello Amidi. he this incredible cinematographer like they're they're just so they're so fantastic and you know, when you when you love the people you're working with, and also I have to say, like when I get to show up and just be an actress, it is so. It's like being on vacation. It's like I. Phone call. I, I swear I'm not asking. calling her. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's my kid asking for food again. <laughs> can you feed us, please? Yeah, yeah. That's it. It's like, can we please at least order pizza? It's like, wait a minute. Sydney, order pizza. <laughs> nice. They're gone. 
haven't. No response. His head's in the fridge looking for food. <laughs> no, no. When's she going to feed us? <laughs> When's she going to feed us? Shortly. <laughs> shortly. Very right? Short. Yeah, we have, we have about five minutes left with our amazing <laughs> guest. So if you have any questions or anything, get them up in the chat. But we are the chat's here talking. been rolling all night, oh, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. We are here talking about your newest movie, Sapiosexual. And if you'd like, I could run the trailer one more time. Sure, or, go for it. Or we could just keep talking, and they could just go find the fucking trailer themselves. I don't care. It's up to you. Yeah, run the trailer. Let them see it. It's, it's enticing. It All is, right. actually. Here it is. Sapio I love sexual. the music for it. Massive storm time. So why Sapio? It's about sapiosexual. People are attracted to each other from intellectual stimulation. I am really thrilled about having you two here today. How long have you two been? Three years, give or take. I think two men together is really exciting. How about two women together? I find many things enticing. What stops you? Who says I stop myself? Sex and creativity. They go hand in hand. It took me years to get over you. It's always been about both parties, what both parties want. Running. All kinds of interesting things about you tonight. Stick around. The best is yet to come. Kiss her! Kiss her! You knew what you were getting into when we started. Hell yeah. And you can find out all about our amazing guest, her amazing movies in the show notes up above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. So, yeah, get off your ass and go find it. <coughs> Excuse me. There we go. Actually, it was a great movie. I've never been so confused in my life. <laughs> well, and it's, it may, yeah, you have, but it's okay. Well, yeah, when I moved next door to you, I was confused. What the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then look, look, 37 years later, what are we doing? I put up with you. Traveling yeah, the yeah. world. Traveling the world. Well, I don't know about traveling the world yet, but. Pretty close. You're all getting up there. and down. Getting uh, uh, there. Uh, up and down the East Coast for sure. Um, having fun. Of, That's what it's all about. Speaking of traveling and shows, we, Jeff and I do a lot of conventions. Um, what about yourself? Oh, yeah, actually. Me? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've never done a convention. No? Why not? Really? No, I, I never thought about it much, really. I mean, sure. I could. The kick-ass thing. Well, not just uh, kick-ass. Wait a second. But... I'm on the Zoom still, guys. Just order Vinny's. <laughs> just just two more minutes and you can have her back. I promise. I swear. Um, yeah, but Put with the, the kick-ass... <laughs> <laughs> with the kick-ass thing but you also made appearances in like law and orders yeah and oh and my other film my my first film which is actually a cult film right know, the a gun for tubi, jennifer right? a gun yeah. for jennifer yeah that's on oh, tubi yeah. the um yeah the, that's the, a huge cult film over in europe yeah so yeah, i mean a, con, a convention tour for you could be very profitable 
that would be cool as long as I could bring. I, I the, you know, the thing is this: I need a travel van because I have eleven dogs and cats, oh, and cool. yeah, they're all little. Eleven little, dogs. Yeah, oh. Eddie, come here, come here. Let's show you. Eleven so dogs? Do You're out of your fucking Yeah, but they're all like this size. Oh, okay. Pomeranians. Oh, they're all little dogs. They're like they're, No, actually, he's a chihuahua. And oh, chihuahua. Eleven of those equals two dogs. Exactly. Thank you. I take it by poundage. I'm like, right. I have 50 pounds oh my. worth of dogs. I have 50 pounds worth of dogs. That's actually I one can't. large dog. Actually one medium-sized dog. So anybody that has a problem with 50 pounds of dog just yeah. has a problem with dogs. And just because that 50 pounds is like spread out over 11 of them, I mean, <laughs> that shouldn't make a difference, right? Right. Hey, I'm still, a dog lover a and I'm a cat lover. Sydney, so order extra pizza. The oh, dogs haven't eaten either. I have a bunch of cats too. Like you saw my, my little blind guy that got too excited and clawed his way up my leg. You know, I've got I've got a bunch of cats. I'm I'm a I'm a multiple over and over filled foster of animals. I, I just got a new little kitten. Oh it's a um snow savannah. Oh, it's cute. It is. It's cute. Everything is cute. I love little. <laughs> I mean, we saved my daughter. Um, it's funny. Got my wife is sending me links to get bulldogs. <laughs> my my daughter rescued a groundhog, a baby groundhog, last year, and I triaged him overnight and then got him to a wildlife rescue. But man, we wanted to keep him so badly. He was so sweet. We named him Gus. I was bottle feeding some kittens at the time, so I bottle fed him some kitten formula. He was sweet. Oh, he was sweet. My Frenchie's name is Gus. Oh, cool. Yeah, after the mouse from Cinderella, Gus Gus. Ah, <laughs> yes. Very but, cool. Um, before we do let you go, I, I have to ask Leo's question since Leo's not here and he would be really sad that he didn't get, get to ask you the question. Um, but is there anything that you dork out about, like beyond just acting and directing and stuff, like something that like you really are just so into and it may be weird, like, I don't know, ships in bottles or yes, stamp yes. collecting? Face and limb transplants. Face and limb transplants. I am I am so obsessed. I love, love, love watching videos. Like I follow this guy in Iceland who lost both his arms um, in an electrical accident. Like he was working on high tension wires or whatever. And um, for gosh, I guess five or six years he had no upper, no, no arms. And then uh, a donor came along, and so he went to France, and he had uh, these two arms plant and transplanted. And then they got to working, and, and he's been able to, like, hug his kids. No shit. He had grandkids. And, yeah, it's really cool. And then, I mean, I follow even his Instagram. And then he had an infection in one of the arms. And I was like, I mean, I was, like, texting this guy daily. I'm like, are you getting better? I hope you're getting better. And like, But I really... I don't know. I guess it's that whole medical side of me that's just like completely fascinated. And like, do you remember that chick? Um, I think it was actually in Massachusetts, the one that was attacked by the chimpanzee and it like ate her face off. I, the yep. one that yep. the, she was mm -hmm. went on Oprah and all that stuff. Right? Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, I mean, the the, the chimp ate her eyeballs. So yeah, like she, she couldn't see anymore. But you know, she got a face transplant so she could at least be without like the whole face mask and everything. I mean, I'm just, I am. 
utterly geeked out and and fascinated by that stuff. That's and nice. I just think it's the coolest thing. Mm. I mean, wow, that's really weird. Wow. It's just—it's <laughs> it's actually, it's, it's actually pretty cool. You're telling me, you know, the story it's so about the cool. guy like, arms. And, like, no, that's actually just... pretty cool. You know, oh, yeah. masturbating—it just... wouldn't even be me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> well, it only took an hour and three minutes for him to derail that. <laughs> I was—I literally was waiting for it in like the first fifteen seconds of the show, <laughs> or when she mentioned the what was the. How do you pronounce it? The Onia Club? Onia Club? Onania. Onania Club. Um, yeah. Because when, yeah. when we watched the, that trailer earlier, I go, dude, you got to see this trailer. I called him, like, you have to see this trailer. You know, I go, well, I think one of the I lines in there was, uh, I can't, I'm dry. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> the crazy thing about that film, I mean, Tom Six is a crazy director. He's very cutting edge. But um, they can't get distribution because in the massively politically correct climate like you cannot show this story about rich white entitled bitches who are um that get off on other people's misery to me this is the biggest political message you could possibly and i know we're not talking about politics or religion but no, you're good, this, no, no, you're no, good. No. this film you know and i ever i even said to him we know a platform that that can fit on mm -hmm. what we know a platform to get that on well, I mean, the, the problem service. is he needs to make his money back. That's the problem. Yep. So, yeah, we'll talk, but, we'll talk off. off we'll talk chart. about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, because there's ways to make money back. Absolutely. But, I mean, he did a good job. He's a great filmmaker. And he's a yeah, I, I want to I see it. You should have him on your show. I'll, I'll send you. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, send you my. I'll send you my information after the show, and um, yeah, yeah, yeah have him reach do. out. I'll definitely book him. But oh, I absolutely. mean, you know, man, it's, they're amazing, and I mean, it would be great to like, you know, also get some replay on, you know, his other movies. Like he did three mm -hmm. of those uh, Human Centipede films, and you know, he's a he's good. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to press buttons. I mean, those people that are like in, you know. Um, Denmark, Germany, Austria, they're crazy. They are freaking nuts. Mm -hmm. Did you ever see Funny Games, the Michael Haneke film? Mm -hmm. Not I. About the, no. the, the crazy ass, insane um, serial killer type people that break into a totally normal family's house and torture them to death. What's it called? Funny? Funny Games. I mean, it's like, it's it's oh. insane. And they that tried right to up your alley, Jeff. Oh, oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right up oh yeah. When, you know, whenever wow. they do an American remake of these things, of course it's got a, a happy ending. But like, you know, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the actual originals. The, well, the I like happy endings, so. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Just, just saying. <laughs> on that note. What? Crazy town. <laughs> what on that note. Hey, on that note. Ending. On that note. <laughs> we have kept you long enough, and I know your children are like Dying. starving on the other side of the starving door. to death. They're like they're crawling across the floor, salivating. <laughs> right, right. So we're gonna close this out. Um, just do me a favor, stay put till the stream is closed, if you don't mm -hmm. mind, because this is is recording as well. So uh, all right, uh, there, uh, Jar Jar. 
Where do you like people interacting with you on the socials? Uh, Check me out on Facebook as Jeremy Courtney and check out uh, Comic Book Lovers Buy, Sell, Trade, and Auction House. Also on Facebook, join 20,000 other geeks and buying, selling, and trading all your geek stuff and talking geek crap. That's it. Move on. <laughs> I half expected you to say, and you can oh, see you me on steal. the dorkening broadcast. Oh, yeah. Leo is going to be pissed. That's true. I'm on a bunch of other shows like Splash Pages. And in, in about an hour, I'm on this show <laughs> called The Midweek Geeks. If you feel so inclined to watch that as well. <laughs> and <laughs> hey, we have to take him on the road with us. I'm a bad self promoter. <laughs> Deborah, where, where where do you like interacting with your fans? Um, actually, the easiest is either Facebook or Instagram, and I'm just—it's pretty easy. Deborah Twist, and you'll recognize my profile picture, and just you know, if you can't find me there, DebraTwistActress.com, and you can message me. But I respond unless it's something gross. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll take so back the, that message. <laughs> well, you yeah, I found you on Facebook. I sent you a friend request. It's okay if you ignore it. I understand. <laughs> oh, I won't ignore you, Jeff. As far as us, uh, just go to uh, stilltoken.com. You'll find all our shit. We got a lot going on. We always have a lot going on. If you're on Facebook, Token with the Dead, uh, don't look me up personally. That's why it just says Jeff, not the rest of it because listen what all they gotta do is just google talking with the dead they're gonna find us well yeah if you google talking with the dead we take up three pages so you know but uh yeah um deborah i want to thank you it's been a pleasure um yeah that movie was fucked up it's still i'm gonna dream about that tonight for some weird (laughs) reason i don't know why (laughs) you know i know the parts you're dreaming about well, I'm erotically confused at this point, and I need to sort this out, you know. Uh, and based on the other stuff that you've done, um, maybe that'll help. I'm not quite sure, but I'm going to have to look it up. You know, maybe I'll go watch another Tubi movie, you know. Maybe Sebastian will help because that'll, that'll like, change the subject. Somewhat, you know? there yeah. You, go. you know, so, but thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Uh, you know, keep doing what you're doing. I love everything that you're doing. And um, fantastic. Great work. Thank you. So, yeah. Um, now that he's erotically confused, I'm going to reach out to all the promoters that have us booked down the East Coast. I need a separate room. <laughs> I, need, I need a separate room. We're not Glenn, sharing, I'm not we're, that confused. I'm not sharing a room with this guy. I can't do it. No, but seriously. Um Thank you to Deborah for coming out and hanging out with us tonight. And um, I hope you all enjoyed the show. I know we did. To all our veterans and first responders, we want to thank you for doing what you do so people like us can do what we do. Stay safe. We'll see you next week. We're out of here. Bye. Bye. Thanks, guys. <laughs>